VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You better not have no plans tonight. Movie time and it's feeling right. Looking for a love that lasts. You'll find it at Romance in the Podcast. Ooh, ooh, baby, had me a hello. Ooh, I love you. I know. Ooh, ooh, baby, you're the wind beneath my wings. Ooh, ah, I'll have what she's having. No, I, I have fucking thoughts about this movie and some of them are going to be unpopular i think honestly no notes i loved it <laughs> <laughs> No notes. let's get into it though Paige, start it up thank you for tuning into romancing the pod you had us at hello i'm Paige wesley i'm mikey randolph and i'm todd schlosser and this week mikey made us watch Six, Six days, days seven, and seven nights. nights. All right. So was this the first time any of us had seen this movie before? This is the first time I had seen this movie. Okay, awesome. I picked this movie because I saw it back in the year 2000. Okay. In the year 2000. Wow, that is an old school Conan O'Brien <laughs> reference right there. Holy shit. I had thoughts back then. Oh, yeah? I have thoughts now. Okay. I do want to defend this film by saying I was surprisingly entertained on my rewatch. I had not seen it since I saw it back in the day. Same. And I will say it is a romantic comedy and I did chuckle <laughs> some. Okay. So this is a movie I saw as well a long, long time ago, probably around the year 2000, Mikey. I remember watching it in my friend's basement. So it was when it was rentable at like Blockbuster, I guess. But I remember at the time thinking that it was weird that a 60-year-old man was dating a 25-year-old or whatever. But other than that, I was like, nah, no notes. It's fine. Watching it through this time was a different experience. Although So many notes. So <laughs> many notes. <laughs> there are some really fun sort of elements to it and some action-y stuff that was kind of cool. But other than that, it's not a great movie. I mean, everyone in this movie is a <laughs> terrible person. We should just start from there. Although that's nothing new for these types of movies. I don't think they're terrible. I, I think don't think they're I terrible think people. I'm going to die and you're 25, I'm coming at you. <laughs> With consent, though, right, Mikey? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like, they had a, a way more of a gentler get-together than Ross from Fre David Schwimmer. Yeah, oh, but, yeah. Like, David Schwimmer deserves an Academy Award for this. I love his performance <laughs> in this Why? movie. He's just playing Ross again. <laughs> he is, yeah. He is really just playing Ross from Friends. I didn't watch Friends that much. So I was like really here for it. I can see why he did really well on that show. <laughs> <laughs> He's everyone's least favorite friend. Well, they were on a break. They were on a break. <laughs> I knew I would shout that at least once during this episode. But also, technically, do you think, okay, if you cheated on your significant other while they were missing and then all of a sudden they call off the search, would you be relieved or like really sad? Or like, is it like a mix? I would, of course, be relieved if my significant other was found alive. <laughs> No, 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 no. When they called off the search, Todd, when they when you cheated the night before and then the next day the search is called off. I mean, I would never do what he does, but I would probably be super sad because my significant other died. Never say never. Trauma bonding is an extreme experience. 
It is. And allow me to dive into my first thoughts on this film. (laughs) Yes, Paige, please show us. I knew that this might be fun to talk about. (laughs) Okay. You were right. So for starters, you know how Sandra Bullock is like, so charming that she makes even bad movies palatable. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he, she's like the opposite of that. <laughs> and here's the thing. All respect to the lady. She's been a fantastic screenwriter and director after this. I think that's great. I feel like the media did not treat her well around this movie. We'll talk about it in fun facts. Oh, because she was with Ellen DeGeneres at this time. And that was at a time when it was not okay to be gay in the public eye, which is unfortunate. I'll go over it dude okay cool isn't Anne bisexual isn't she yes okay. Anne is bisexual okay I honestly didn't know but yeah yes I, I'll go over it in fun facts because it's a whole lot yeah I mean I'm gonna tell you I dug her in this movie she was annoying as hell but if I was trapped on an island I'd be there sure <laughs> I get I mean I'm straight so it doesn't I don't care although her skin looks amazing right now I will like for a woman of her age she looks great these days okay that all said I can't stand her in this movie. Oh my god! They were gonna try and make her the it, like the new it girl, and I'm like, I can't, I hate her. <laughs> like, and she's done nothing wrong. I just can't stand her. She talks way too much about nothing, and I don't like her in this movie. And I kept the whole time I was like, who else should this be? Sandra Bullock, right? So I just kept trying to recast her the whole movie. The one part I found charming from her is when she's blown up in the crash plane, and her face is against the glass and she says fuck you and then flicks him off that was the only time i was like oh that was really funny and a great delivery the rest of the time i'm Mm -hmm. like stop yeah i just really connected with harrison ford during this movie as a man who dates women who are too young for you that makes sense okay so let's get into that so did you do the age math because i did it too Paige. It's staggering. She was like 30, right? When they actually filmed it, she was 29. He was 56. What was her character's age? They don't say, so I assume around 29. We just don't know. She could have been 35. We don't know. I don't think she's 35. I think that's a stretch. What is half 56 plus seven? Oh, you're good. That's like nope, way. No, 35. So he, she is too young <laughs> for him, even by that fucked up barometer. He knows. He didn't. He knows. Actually, they sort of address it in the movie because he does say that he is in his... His 50s he doesn't say exactly yes. to camera how old he is he tells her yeah like he leans in and tells her yeah harris's ford is creepy but he is very upfront and honest throughout the whole film about who he he is a man who knows who he is okay true. that is absolutely true. true but Paige, we cut you off go ahead yes continue i'm so sorry this may be a real problematic point of view with this movie i i think this movie falls under what i'm going to call the outlander paradox wherein <laughs> everyone involved a you have a main character who leaves behind a boring husband named Frank for something more exciting. But B, you have characters that have a very reasonable belief that they will never see their significant other again. And I do think that is a valid belief okay. on everyone's part. Yeah. Yeah. She's stranded on an island. She could die at any time. Yeah. Who knows if they'll ever get rescued. For all intents and purposes, her life begins anew. And then on his side, they've been searching for her for days and can't find her. And they know the plane crashed. Like, how often do people survive plane crashes? Almost never. Uh, So in my mind, I don't consider any of this cheating. And maybe that makes me a bad person. (laughs) But like... I'm with you, Paige. I was like... I think Ross may have jumped the gun a bit because... Yes, he does not wait very long. Because <laughs> I was like, wow, Harrison Ford and Hayes are going to hook up after Ross does? I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, well, here's what I will say. 
if you want to have a talk about how long they waited to do that, yeah, okay, we could probably have that conversation. Yeah, I mean, okay, because Ross cheats on her the night she goes missing, right? No, no. Is it the night after? No, it's like almost a whole week later. No, they're only on the island for three days. They're on the island for six days, seven nights. They're there the whole time. I don't think that that's true. Yeah, so it's been days. It has been at least four days. Because they've actually gone out searching twice. And she disappears the second day. Paige, I think I'm going to give this to you. I think it at least is a very gray area. Because they don't care about age differences because they straight up think they're going to die. One, they're stranded. Yes. Then two, they don't even start sleeping together till people start, start shooting at them. Yeah, well, and, and that's just when they start kissing. But even then... Yeah, they don't sleep together until after the movie ends. But so, like, I think of it the same way I think of Outlander, where at a certain point I'm like, well, bitch, you're back in time and you don't know if you can ever get back in time. Like... I'm sorry that you lost your husband to magical stones, but look at this hot kilted guy here. Like, I don't blame you for this one. It's called empathy, Paige. <laughs> so you're saying if Harrison Ford was in a kilt, you'd be more into it. No, but I would say that if they had boned it out on the island, I would not have felt bad about it. And I do think that David Schwimmer jumps the gun a bit because it is like max. It's four or five days after she goes missing. He should have done it after they called the search off. If they would have just switched that up. Yes. I think it would have been fine. Then I have no problems. And, and here's the terrible thing. If I was the person who went missing. So if I was Anne Heche and I came back and my, my fiance, husband, whatever was like, Hey, I'm so sorry. I thought you were dead. And I slept with this other girl. I'd be like, are you going to keep sleeping with her or are we doing this? Like, no harm, no foul, but like, you got to decide, me or her. Yeah. And if it's me, cool, let's go home. I'm giving you a I might have been dead pass. Absolutely. But is it going to continue or not? Because, yes. And that's something you would clearly want to know yeah. before you enter back into the bonds of matrimony. Absolutely. But hey, but I will give you a you thought I was dead pass. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think these are controversial views. I even only think, I didn't think Anne Haitian and Harrison Ford would have ended up together at the end because. Their characters don't change on the island. Like, he's still, like, swarmy no. and a little charming, but, like, also very, very much his character throughout their ordeal. And then, like, she just is like, you know what? These lines are going to work because, you know, we almost got killed again today. So, I mean, that, that's basically what happened. I mean, here's the thing. I'll be real. If I, like, Harrison Ford's, like, fucking 70 or whatever right now. If I'm stuck on an island with Harrison Ford and people start shooting at us and I'm like, I'm going to die, I guess I'm throwing one in Harrison Ford before I die. Don't feel bad about it at all. Harrison Ford's 80. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> he could get the snake out of my pants. Let's be honest. None of us are getting into a plane with Harrison Ford anyway. He has a terrible he does track crash record. a lot. Yes. I know. When the, when the plane goes down, I was like, this is the one thing I find believable. <laughs> believe. He knows how to crash a plane. Absolutely. Oh, God. He cracked me up. I was like, man, Harrison Ford is funny. And I like I like seeing prime Harrison Ford movies. And I guess 56 is prime Harrison Ford now. No. <laughs> I was like, he looks good. He did look good for 56 for sure. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the age thing is unnecessary in this movie. I give them a pass because it's the island or whatever. But like. Just from purely a chemistry standpoint, because they had none, I feel like you could have gone younger and it would have been fine. Or you could have made her older and I would have been fine with that too. Yeah, like 
I was literally wondering what was Helen Mirren doing in 98 because Ooh. she's more age appropriate. <gasps> she's always been gorgeous. Yes. And she she's a blonde. Like she looks sort of like Anne Heche-ish. Oh, I would watch the shit out of that. Right? That's how this movie would be made today. But back in 1999, that's not really how we did women in the movies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like people were shitty. I would even posit that the script may have called for an older lady. It may have. I, I don't know. I don't have that in fun facts. Right. Um, I, I concentrated a lot of my fun facts in other places. I could totally see just being like, let's get the new It girl to be be Harrison Ford's other person. I feel like the reason they get away with it in this movie is because it's Harrison Ford. Because yeah. then even girls like me who are watching it, who are like, he is old enough to be my grandfather, but it is Han Solo. Like, we we give it a pass that we shouldn't. I don't think you could get away with just some, like, random 50-something-year-old guy. It would have to be somebody that has, like, some cachet behind it. Who is 50 that we could do, like, recast this today that we'd be like, I believe it. Paul Rudd is like 50 right now. Paul Rudd would work. It would be a goofier movie, but like that's a good age right there. Paul Rudd's 52 right now, so that would work. But it would be like Paul Rudd and someone who is 25 right now. Like like Ariana Grande. <laughs> Ariana Grande would be the Hawaiian lady that David uh, Schwimmer sleeps uh, with. She huh? is not Hawaiian. She is Argentinian. And they are on a an island in French Polynesia, or what used to be French Polynesia, I should say. I'm only saying... Saying Hawaiian because this was clearly filmed in Hawaii. It was absolutely filmed in Hawaii. The planes say aloha. They don't even try and hide it. No, they, they're not that. trying to hide it at all. <laughs> Harrison Ford was like, I don't care. I just wanted to take a Hawaiian vacation to get paid millions of dollars for it. I mean, that's who should be in this movie, Adam Sandler. But, but yeah, they landed <laughs> at like Maui's Kahului Airport. And I was like, I've been to their airport. Uh, <laughs> they, they land on a mythical Polynesian island entirely peopled by white people in this movie yeah there's like not a single indigenous person there and it's so blatantly bad i was like this is bad even for the 90s even the villains are not ethnically polynesian except for uh except for jango fett it's J it's jango fett but danny trejo is not from the islands Danny Trejo? I didn't see Danny Trejo in this. Oh, Danny Trejo's in this movie, my friend. Is he a pirate? Yes! Okay, okay. He has no speaking lines, but I was like, oh, is that Daddy Trejo? <laughs> Hang on. I, I missed it. I was too busy being like, they have cannons? <laughs> So Th those like, were like mortars. Those were not yeah. cannons. Yeah, pirates have always had cannons. It's all that—that that is cannon. That—that <laughs> that is a cannon about cannons <laughs> with pirates. Mm -hmm. So to sum up, Paige's weird views on this movie: one, Anne Heche wasn't all that charming to begin with, but I'm glad she works behind the scenes now. And B, yeah, I guess this is on sides. Like I'm gonna give this a pass. <laughs> Nobody cheated. The age where things are fine because it's an island. Let's do it. <laughs> I sort of did think people were cheating, but that's okay. You would. We can move past it. <laughs> I mean, Todd, if anyone was going to have some like activation of things inside them about this movie, it was probably going to be you. And that, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, have either of you been cheated on? Yes, but it didn't stop me from immediately being like, no, 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 stay in old Scotland when watching Outlander. So yeah, clearly yeah. I don't have a huge emotional, emotional thing about it. Of course I've been cheated on. She crashed on an island for a week in Maui. <laughs> 
with another guy. I mean, it was like a life or death situation. It's it's filmed on Kauai, not Maui. But fun fact: I went to Kauai on my honeymoon. Oh, fun fact: that's where they filmed the 1976 uh, King Kong, as well as Tropic Thunder. Oh, oh and well, this movie. That? I found a whole list of movies that were filmed right in this place. <laughs> also, I, I love. I think I love this movie because the premise is so bonkers and out there that it works for me in a hilarious rom-commy way of just like they crash on an island and maybe they end up sleeping together which they don't even don't which which i was surprised about i i forgot they don't, they don't sleep together on the island they don't yeah they should have used well i guess they would have needed that raft i was gonna say they should have used that inflatable raft as a mattress but you don't need that yeah you don't want to get sand everywhere so sex on a beach is not fun no. Harrison ford can get the snake out of my pants anytime you know what I'm saying? yeah <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should just get into this movie so we can talk about it scene by scene. Let's get into it. We open on winter in New York and Anne Heche gets out of the subway, spills her coffee, gets a newspaper, and she's on a very early cell phone because uh, it's still the flippity phone. Yeah, it's 99. Nokia ones. It's yeah. 98, Mikey. Is it 98? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like the Motorola Razor is the phone she's using. Like I had a Razor. It's not the Razor because the Razor actually didn't come out until a few years later and I only know because oh, no my shit. sister and I had one. Whoa. Oh, snap. So she's yelling about ad layouts <laughs> and yeah. she works at Dazzle magazine because everyone in romance novels works at magazines that don't exist. <laughs> Dazzle. Uh, Dazzle. They're yelling about ad layouts and we have an Allison Janney sighting. What? Yeah, the boss. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love her so much. Mainly from West Wing. Her, she played CJ Craig in West Wing, and I love her in that. But she's also done a bunch of other stuff where she's amazing in it. Favorite Allison Janney role, go. CJ Craig. Yeah. Yeah, I figured. I was the mom from Juno. Oh, yeah, oh shit. I forgot about that. She's so good in everything. Yeah, when you graduate, I'm getting Weimar honors. Okay. <laughs> it's unfair to have to pick one because they're all amazing. She's a solid actress, man. Yes. This whole movie is caused by poor work boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, also, she was really good in uh, what was that show with Michael Sheen and Lizzie Kaplan? Sex, oh, Masters of Sex. Where she played like a housewife and was kind of like subdued and had like never had an orgasm before. It was wild. Yeah. I call those ladies pre Mikey. Nope. <laughs> it's not like that. It's not like that. <laughs> oh, no. I just don't think it's possible. Oh. For a woman to have an orgasm with you, Mikey. No, I mean, that makes sense. That hurts deep. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, I get the joke. It just hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. So I didn't laugh. <laughs> but poor work boundaries, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Mikey. Like you were saying, poor work boundaries. Uh-huh. But I do love the little like snippets of things that they're talking about and them just admitting that they make shit up for the magazine. I thought it was pretty fun. But they're talking about uh, how to get him and your raise office romances where it's basically like sleep with your boss. <laughs> like the photo shoot yeah. is insane. Uh, yeah. And then they have the papaya diet, but they're changing the fruit, maybe kiwi. So it's like just not a real any diet at all. They're just like, I don't know, pick a fruit. <laughs> like just do. Well, it. they even make fun of it later on when they're making up the stat about how many women after they get married are forced to quit their job in the first year. 38.6. Right. But they're like, we made that up. Like you're quoting our magazine and we made it up. So it's clear like they just make shit up. <laughs> you and I in this office made up that statistic. Yeah. So like it's funny to me because like they're literally the whole thing is made up. It feels very Cosmo to me. Yes. I, I do think at this time, especially that's what Cosmo was like. I think modern Cosmo 
cite sources a little bit more. Um, but that's a new thing. I honestly, I've never picked up a Cosmo and read one, so I have no idea. It just gives me that vibe. Oh, it's fun. Barrel of laughs. It's pretty fun. <laughs> they have quizzes. Ten ways to Indian burn a penis. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. With drawings. Bro, I'm not here for an HJ, okay? I could do that at home. Oh, no. I was going to Indian burn it with my mouth. That's the trick. <laughs> you just, like, roll up some sandpaper and then just go to sand. Uh, you ever had an SP job? <laughs> Sam favorite job because uh, I'm rock hard. <laughs> Let me get the masonite sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my rock polisher out. I'll get the angle grinder. Set you right up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna smooth out those rough edges, Mike. I'm going to angle grind her. There you go. Sounds like a terrible porno. Or it's just a terrible position. So as they're walking through the office, we find out that Anne Heche's boyfriend, I keep wanting to call him Ross. I know that's not his name. Frank. Just call him Ross. Like, doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm going to call him Ross most of the episode because he's being very Ross-like. Frank (laughs) has been out of town on business for two days. He sends her flowers and essentially an address for a Polynesian restaurant nearby. So uh, they go to the restaurant and he proposes. And at this point, I realized that her choice in this movie would be between Ross from Friends and Indiana Jones. And I was like, no contest. And like Ross loses this every time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ross, who was super into electro keyboards and dinosaurs and pretend to be British for a week because he thought that would make him sound cooler. Like it's fucking Ross against the guy who's good with a whip. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. That guy's going to win. Everyone's least favorite friend versus everyone's favorite, completely unethical archaeologist. (laughs) Whoa. First off, he totally was within the ethics of 1938. That's true. Ethics of the time. That is true. Modern day doesn't super hold up. If they do reboot Indiana Jones, it's just him breaking into museums to repatriate artifacts back to where they came from. I would write that script. That sounds amazing. This belongs back with the tribe. (laughs) He did send them back. He did take them back to the tribe. Only the Shankara stones. I know. Yeah. But also the Holy Grail and the Ark of the Covenant were too powerful to leave by themselves. You had to lock them away. We can't talk about this right now. But I do appreciate that you didn't bring up the fourth one that I pretend doesn't exist. Oh, I love that one. Fuck off. What? Todd. No, it's terrible. Okay, thank you. They're making a fifth one, and I'm just like, oh, God. Stop. Are they really? Is Shia LaBeouf in it? No, they wrote off LaBeouf. (sighs) Thank goodness. I liked his character the most out of that movie. Me too. He was the most likable person in that entire movie, and that's saying something. That movie was like the most realistic depiction of we had five different scripts here are five different parts of all five of them all sewn together yeah we piled all five of them into a cannon and shot it and then picked up the pieces that scattered about and then that's the shooting draft that we used it came out while i was in film school and we saw it while i was in film school and i remember turning to my friend after and being like i feel like they did that exercise where each person writes a sentence of a story and yeah. then passes it to the next person. <laughs> like I like the red scare part of it up until the 
a bomb test and then the rest of it was terrible so like after the first 15 minutes of the movie yeah like the first the first 20 minutes i was like oh this could be good and then i was like this is bad mm-hmm. yeah anyway so actually he he doesn't propose to her in the restaurant but he does tell her that they're going over for the weekend and he like cleared it with her boss and they're going yes. to makatea a mythical island yeah it doesn't exist right i tried to look it up i couldn't find anything on it so um it it doesn't the they're flying from tahiti it, at least that's what they say in the movie even though that's very not true uh, as to where they filmed it <laughs> right which made me think that it was essentially a stand-in for Bora Bora, which is a real place and looks a lot like some of the stuff that they were trying to show of the resort. Yeah. So that's what I priced things out for at the end. But then also did the real prices of where they actually filmed it uh, because it's actually <laughs> a lot cheaper. So they fly there. He goes to get their luggage. She has to find a charter flight. Now, this is where it was. It, I'm about 90% sure that it's Maui's Kahului Airport (laughs) because they do have charter flights to other islands there. And I'll talk about it in fun facts. This is not typically how it happens, like at all. Like the charter flights between islands are like 20 to 40 seater planes most of the time. Yeah, when I flew to Hawaii, we flew into Honolulu and then we hopped on Hawaiian Airlines. That was just like a small jet. Yeah, it's like a Cessna. No, it was like a, it was bigger than a Cessna, honestly. It was probably 40 to 60 seats. Yeah. All of which were full. And yeah. then we all went and it, it's like a 15, 30 minute flight. Like they don't yeah. even do drink service. Yeah. It's like a hop over. Yeah, it was nothing. But it's like a legit plane. Yeah, it's a real plane. I found pricing and stuff for it. He was like a businessman who retired, right? Harrison Ford is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When I did it, we flew from Oahu to Maui, which we don't typically do because you can just fly directly into Maui most of the time. But for some reason, we had flown into Honolulu instead. And it was like a 40 seater plane. Yeah. And it was like a 30 minute flight. And it was, but it was like a real ass plane. Yeah, it was a plain ass plane. Yeah. If you're going to like a private island. I, I could see how you would take a tiny plane, but... That's some Epstein type shit there. I'm going to avoid well, all that. It, it's some Firefest type shit when they find like pigs on the island and stuff. I was just like, this is exactly how Firefest would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he's repairing the plane. And like, I don't know about you guys. I fly a lot. But if I walked out and they were like, no, 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 don't worry. We'll reattach the wing in a second. I'd be like, the hell you will. I'm walking. Like, it's- Okay. Well, but like reattaching the wing is a bigger maintenance job than like, I think they were just changing the oil or something, I don't which know. is like a routine maintenance thing. I have no idea either though. So you might be right. Hide that shit behind curtains. It looked like they were changing <laughs> oil and just making sure the engine was working right. I yeah, realize yeah. that they do all that stuff to bigger planes, but like, I'm already not getting on that small plane, especially not if Harrison Ford is flying. I don't want to see stuff coming out of it. (laughs) Like, no thanks. I don't need to see how the plane sausage is made. (laughs) What kind of sausage do you eat? Plane sausage. The kind that crashes on an island (laughs) and ruins Star Wars with their shooting schedule? No. (laughs) So... They do end up taking that small plane and he's, but he's kind of like, guy, if, if that was my pilot, I'd be worried too. <laughs> like he seems a little crotchety, fun old man, Margaritaville flying an aircraft. And at one point Ross just says, I'm sure it's perfectly safe. And my brain said, yeah, I'm sure Aaliyah thought it was perfectly safe too. <laughs> like I was just. Oh no, Ooh. Aaliyah, you don't need all those suitcases. You don't. <laughs> so he has his 
he calls her the like flight services director, but it's just Angelica, the girl who works at the hotel. And she has right. a new bikini. <laughs> that David Schwimmer thinks is an eye patch. Yeah. I mean, it's a very small bikini. Good for her. But she also like gets on the plane and like, and Ross is like super checking her out. Like it's clear from this moment. He's like, wow, she's hot. I mean, here's the thing. I think this movie tries to portray him noticing hot people as he's been planning to cheat this whole time. And I think there is a wide chasm between those two oh, things. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that he was you know? planning on cheating until... Well, I don't think he planned on cheating at all. The way it positions it in the movie so is like it was a like hedonistic in the moment decision not that he was like oh i really hope Anne hayes crashes so i can bang angelica <laughs> he's just like pulling parts out of the plane while yeah. he's sitting in the back seat we all saw that lady's booty shake i think we know what happened you know what i'm saying <laughs> she's like why don't you stay and then she's naked and he's like i i i i can't i i, I have to poop yeah i have to poop <laughs> on you <laughs> so they land in a jungle paradise and all i could think about was the spiders but we don't see any in this movie so it's fine yeah there are no spider actors in this movie spectres if you will no spectres but they take off their water vests that he made them wear on the plane <laughs> i did love that and hand them back uh, they make it to the resort and they're having a great time and he reveals that it's their anniversary of the day they fought in a cab which like Stop dating people you fight in cabs. Why is this a thing? What movie was that in? I know it had J-Lo in it. Um, it's been in multiple movies. I think it was the backup plan. It was, yeah. Well, that makes me sad because, you know, you don't ever fight over Ubers. Well, I you mean, don't. I guess you can do a rideshare now. Oh, everyone should do rideshares to find their love. I flirt with girls when I ride share on Uber. I'm sure they hate it. <laughs> you mean the drivers? Yeah, they no. do hate it. They're fucking worse. No, 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 no. There's like Uber pool where like they pick up like oh. four people at once and you're like, where oh, are y'all going that. tonight? It's like very good small talk. I'm sure they hate it. A hundred percent. Why was that old man talking to me? Oh man, that's so <laughs> hurtful. I'm not even Harrison Ford old. <laughs> no, you're not 56. No. Ah, uh, to be that young again. When they start talking about it, like he's like, I've always wanted a bunch of kids. I was like, God, this yeah. is my life. I'm gonna be flying planes in Hawaii. Yeah. Well, you gotta start learning how to fly planes first. Get on it. Why? Well, I mean, Harrison Ford didn't let not knowing how to fly planes bother him from. <laughs> Getting a plane yeah. and flying around? I mean, why would Mikey? I think I'll do more of like a Captain Ron. I would be a boat captain because I am more comfortable with that than heights. All right. <laughs> Same, honestly. Anyway, they're having a great vacation. He proposes. She says yes. His proposal was sort of shitty, though. Like, I did not like it. He doesn't get down on one knee. He's not like, I guess he does eventually say, will you marry me? Mm -hmm. But he was just like, hey, would you wear something special for me tonight? And she seems like she's game to do something a little fun, you know? And then I mm -hmm. was just waiting for her to be like, just for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like he doesn't necessarily ask her to marry him until like later in the conversation. Yeah. It was just weird. I don't know. It's a strange proposal, but yeah. they make their way back to the bar as they're headed back to the hotel because it's like on the way. Right. But Harrison Ford is also drunk in this bar. And so. <laughs> and not a little drunk. A lot of drunk. Harrison Ford's a lot of drunk in this bar. Yeah. And he kind of like drunk dances over to her. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, the 56 is showing. Oh, no. <laughs> like later when he has a sling and his shirt's tucked in. I'm like, what are you doing? Stop. 
I'm surprised he didn't have a cell phone on a belt clip that was outside of his pants. <laughs> I'm sure he did on the other side, and we just couldn't see it because of the sling. And they're like, where's the plane to New York? It doesn't take off for another two hours, oldie locks. Like, <laughs> anyway, he, he does hit on her, and he's like, how long have you been in Makatea? And she's like, you brought me here today five hours ago and he's like so much has happened (laughs) which is the most mikey answer ever yeah it is a lot's happened in five hours planes it's a dying medium (laughs) it is in this movie (laughs) i know i was like oh this is my future again you should learn to fly planes if you want this to be your future i got a lot of gears I could do it. I mean, 56 is a long time from now. I got like over 20 years to learn how to fly planes before I get to go to, out to the islands to hit on younger women. <laughs> it beats hitting on women in Uber pools. What about regular pools? <laughs> <laughs> Mikey just swims up to the bar at the pool. <laughs> What's a pool like you doing with a girl like this? <laughs> I need a lifeguard because I'm blackout drunk. <laughs> Can you give me mouth to mouth? On my penis? <laughs> <laughs> On my south mouth. <laughs> you want to yeah. walk the plank? The plank's my dick. We know, Mikey. <laughs> You're like, there he is again. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks this is a pool, but this is just a trough that we feed the animals from. Sir, this is a pond in a public park. <laughs> He's slurring at ducks right now. Arrested again for public intoxication. (laughs) Sir, you can't bring bread in here anymore. I feed the duck. Anyway, Ross breaks it up, pivots her away back to the hotel room. I do love that Ross is like, was he hitting on you? It looked like he was hitting on you. Do you need me to take care of it? And she's like, what are you going to do? That man knows how to like lasso things with a whip. Well, but also he's their only way off the island. And it seems like he's the only way... Anyone gets on or off this island. Well, he is the only way Angelica gets off on this island for sure. Oh, I'm sure Angelica's getting off plenty of ways on this island. Oh, yeah. Is Angelica, which one is she? She's the girl who's probably from New Jersey, but doing a horrible French accent in this movie. Oh, yeah. I was into it. No, really? Her. Mikey. It's a her. Oh, right. A person. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I'm starting to realize why you're having so much trouble in like committed relationships. (laughs) These are jokes. These are jokes. He's committed to liking dad. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the next day they're on the beach and drinking Mai Tais. And he this is the one line that they're definitely trying to be like, see, Ross is terrible. And I'm like, we know we saw friends. (laughs) <laughs> but he's like, well done, ocean, well done, sky, well done, silicone, as some hot lady passes by. Yeah. But I'm like, again, I can't tell you how many times my husband and I have been out and been like, holy shit, that's a crazy tit job. Like so many <laughs> Well, times. you are in LA, so it's probably like a daily occurrence when you're out. Oh, there's some bad ones out there. Oh, I'm but sure like, there are. There's also some real good ones. And you're like, that's real nice. Those look real classy. Yeah. But like, I felt weird that that was a thing that they were like, see, he's bad. And I'm like, no, he's just observant. That's all. (laughs) I mean, but in some couples, it might be weird for you to say that in front of your girlfriend. You know, they may not like that sort of thing. So like, I did understand why they were trying to paint him that way. But if you have a, like, if you're more open about that sort of stuff as a couple, then I guess it's fine. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for me, I'm like, you're married to me. And she doesn't even know who you are. So I'm not really worried about her. Right. You're in his DMs 
I'm putting his laundry away. <laughs> yeah, you're in his DMs. He's putting my laundry away. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, so the waiter comes out to tell her she has a call and she can take it at the bar. So she goes to the bar to take the call and it's Alice and Janney being like, Vendel and Evander Hollyfield are flying to Tahiti and you need to be there to oversee this photo shoot. And I'm like, what? Okay, fine. It's, it's a real crazy this is called a vacation and unfortunately i'm going to be unable to go yeah i do feel like if this was present day i would see a post from ann hache's character on the subreddit anti-work bitching about how like she shouldn't have to go on her vacation to this photo shoot she shouldn't she shouldn't yeah absolutely but she does say like pto the <laughs> o is the important part <laughs> but she does say like are these other people available? And she's like, no, I've already sent them to other things. You're the only one available and you're close. And this is where Anne Hayes even mentions that like she just got engaged and it's a horrible time to go because what sort of precedent does that set? And Allison Janney is like, it's that's a good precedent because 38.6% of women get pressured to quit their job within the first year of marriage. And, and Anne Hayes, I mean, we made that stat up for our magazine. That tells you how different the economy was back in 98. Yeah, that you could just quit your job. Yeah, I'd be like, you have to get promoted now. I'm like, we need more money. Yeah, well, because Reaganomics hadn't taken full effect. Like we had not seen the negative fallout from it yet oh yeah we had but now it's even worse oh yeah but we are like 40 years removed from Reaganomics so like yeah we're fucked now back on the movie this is the first of a comedy of errors really of one she should never have agreed to this right right but then she goes to talk to Ross about it and like she invites him to go to meet Evander yeah. Holyfield in Tahiti and I would have gone. I probably would have gone too, honestly. Yeah, because like one, you're meeting celebrities. Two, you just got engaged. She's like, I hate this. She comes very apologetic and honest. Yeah. And was like, my boss is pressuring me. I don't want to leave you. I feel terrible. Will, do you want to go with me? And he's like, no, I want you to feel guilty, which I think is kind of, I mean, I get, they play it off playful, but it's kind of shitty. very Ross. Yeah, I would go. <laughs> There's no point in staying. Right. Well, I would go. And also her only way to get there is the pilot that you thought was hitting on her, which like if I was Anne Heche, I wouldn't super want to be alone in a plane with that guy. Right. Because I don't trust him because he just hit on me in the bar the night before. Right. And even after I said no, did not really back off. Right. So like I would not be super. I would have been like, you're coming whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. And I like box. Man, Evander Holyfield would be cool to meet. I mean, but Mikey, I don't give a shit about boxing, but I would still love to meet those people. Like, it would be cool. I would love to take selfies with them and send them to Chris because he loves boxing. And you just got engaged. So, like, you could do an engagement announcement with Evander Holyfield in your engagement announcement. Oh, shit. That would be a hell of a flex, man. Right? Yeah. yeah. People would be like, hey, do you hear that? We're getting married. <laughs> his ear. Yeah, we had to say it super yeah. loud because he lost an ear to Mike Tyson, but he finally understood what we were saying. But you two would probably taste ear. I mean, if it was ethically sourced ear. <laughs> but ear is all cartilage. You don't want to eat ear. You want like butts and thighs. That's like the fat. You just like cut it off the steak. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to know you guys draw the line at eating people at ear. It's more just because it's like not Ugh. the best cut of meat. Yeah, I don't eat heads of anything. <laughs> anyway, so she tracks down Harrison Ford and Angelica answers because she's been giving him a massage. Well, would you call it that or would you say she's playing maracas against his back? I don't know what those are because they aren't maracas. They look like they might be part of a xylophone, but they're too big for that. I think they are like massage sticks. <laughs> but she has beaten the shit out of his back. Do you guys uh, want to see my massage stick? <laughs> No. <laughs> Mikey, I honestly do. I mean, after that vitamin water incident, I'm interested. 
Seems more like a like a massage block or something. <laughs> it's like one of those yoga blocks you use when you can't quite reach the floor in certain positions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say that I brought this on myself, but I would like to move on. <laughs> okay. So she stops hitting him with the massage stick so he can come to the door and she's like, I will give you five hundred dollars to fly me to Tahiti. And he's like, No. And he asks Angelica if she'd like to go, and she's just like, No, I have a show. And he's like, Nope, not going. And so she's like, Well, what about seven hundred dollars? He's like, Okay, I'll see you at the plane in an hour. <laughs> yeah. I respect that. Yeah. yeah. We all have a price. We all do have a price. That is true. So she goes back to the hotel. This is where she kind of justifies it to David Schwimmer, who's just like, oh, like Ross. And <laughs> that's honestly a perfect Ross impression. I thought for a second we had David Schwimmer on the call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Ross, for most of the seasons of Friends, Ross is just kind of panicked and, and going, huh? Or like, my apartment. And that, like, that's all of it. My sister. Don't even need to watch the show now. No. And honestly, you shouldn't. There there have been better shows since. I enjoy some friends, but like, we've done better in the years since. Yes. Anyway, she quotes that statistic back to him. And he's like, that was from your magazine. You probably made it up. And she's just like. <laughs> <laughs> and then she calls him a hubby, which changes his mind, which it's one of the, the married pet names that I don't love is hubby. It's very baby talk and I don't like it. Fair enough. I don't know if anyone else cares. I, I've said it once or twice and then just been like, what? I would never find myself in a situation where I would say hubby. So I mean, not until you and Jake connect, but you know, sure. Hell yeah. But I feel like you'd be more of in like a daddy lane at that point. I mean, you do got to call it what you got to call it. Anyway, there's a storm of brewing, but they decide to get in the plane anyway. Right. And they have a whole bunch of hotel overstocks. So like overstocks of booze, maraschino cherries, whatever stuff that we see them use on the island. Yeah. That's kind of how they get around the whole, you know. How do they have a rope and an axe and a knife and all of this stuff that they like yes. probably wouldn't have as much of, you know? Right. But it is so it's the, very fortunate for them that they crashed with the hotel's overstock of like survival kits in case of crashes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so um before they take off, she gives them the money and they get up in the sky. They're kind of just basic chit chat about her job and whatever. And they're still not quite getting along. Like they, they seem barely friendly, essentially. And at that point, the storm starts to get bad. Meanwhile, Ross is at the show. Wow, I did start calling him Ross in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier than saying David Schwimmer or Frank, which is his character's name in the movie. Frank and Ross is just a much better name for him because he's got a Ross ass face. He is a Ross ass face. Does, I mean, he is Ross. I yeah. mean, I, unfortunately, he just played one of those roles. Yeah. yeah. In my mind, he's either Ross from Friends or Captain Sobel from oh, man, Band of Brothers. Such a dick as Captain Sobel. Yeah. He's very. It's got a lot of Ross energy. I know. I was gonna say, even in Band of Brothers, he's super Rossish. I actually like. David Swimmer in all of his roles, which I don't know what that makes me, but like, I thought he was good in this movie. I thought he's good in Band of Brothers. It makes you a Ross apologist. Yeah. He didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> they were on a break. <laughs> she was dead in a plane. Yeah. Her kidney <laughs> yeah, was yeah, out yeah. of her and she was in the bathtub when I got here. Uh, so <laughs> Ross goes to essentially like the hotel's luau alone, uh, which by the way is danced almost entirely by white people in makeup. <laughs> It's real upsetting. Yeah, it is pretty bad. Like this movie is not great with all that, but they're in mm -hmm. Hawaii. You got to keep like reminding yourself they're just straight up in Hawaii. Yeah, they're, they're just straight up in Hawaii. But by the way, Hawaii 
has indigenous people. Oh, yeah. A Quite a bit of, of them. them. Yeah. A lot of them work in the hospitality industry. Like, you would see a lot more of them. Yeah. Anyway, so everyone else is kind of coupled up. And on stage, Angelica, the co-pilot. Well, quote unquote co-pilot, right? Yeah. Is dancing in the show. And he's just like, oh, hey, hello. Like David Swimmer's face during the dance is like bonkers. He's like, oh, yeah. ah, oh. Ah, it's very Tex oh, Avery. Yeah. Like yeah, he's it's, very it's a strange. Lot of yeah. Like you expect his eyes to bug out and his tongue to roll down. Like it's yeah. that level mm-hmm. of crazy. And you know what? I loved it. <laughs> Mikey, I'm terrified for how you res- you act in an Uber pool if an attractive woman gets in. First, I think we all know that I can do pretty well and I can be very charming. I'm not going to act like a Tex Avery character. You are very charming. I've seen it in person. Yeah. But I would say that the scene being so over the top was hilarious. It and was. I was like, first was mad it was going so long, but then I was like, okay, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Him like swiveling at the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like- and then his head would like move to different angles. It was kind of like a... Like if Evil Dead had like a seduction scene. It, it is just the most <laughs> Ross scene in this movie. Like yeah. if you would put a laugh track underneath it, it's an episode of Friends. It's like a whole it's, episode. It's a whole episode of Friends. Yeah. Yeah. Those those late seasons got real lax. But the yeah. best part about it is the director wasn't clear that she was looking at him. Like I... <laughs> Did not think she was looking at him the whole time. Like, yeah, I thought he was just being creepy. Just like, that's what I thought. thought. Yes. <laughs> and that other people at other tables are going to be like, he's in, I'll have what he's having. Like, he's enjoying the show way <laughs> yeah. too much. He took a bunch of Molly when she went on vacation, like when she went to Tahiti. <laughs> I mean, that would have actually been pretty great. <laughs> like, I want that as a plot point in this movie. That like, he has to finish rolling for them to be like, hey, by the way, her plane crashed. anyway so back up on the plane the storm is bad they're trying to radio in but it's static and he says this came up quicker than anticipated we have to turn back to makatea it's not worth the risk which is smart but the storm has now kind of surrounded them and she takes like overdose levels of xanax (laughs) she takes like a whole bottle of xanax it's not good yeah well and it like hits her immediately yeah that takes time to feel it yeah yeah. Um, but while that's happening, the plane is struck by lightning. It fries the radios and they can't maintain altitude. So they're calling in a mayday. And then she calls in, attention Kmart shoppers, snow shovels are on sale for $12.99, <laughs> which I kind of loved because it's a great non sequitur. Yeah. And they he spots an island down below. They land on the beach, but they break the landing gear as they do because there's a rock on the beach. We cut to the next morning. She falls out of the plane where she clearly slept. He's asleep on the beach and she just says, could you give me some coffee? And he's like, yeah, I'm right on it. Sure. And then she realizes that they are on an island. Yeah. I assume she just like forgot about the plane crash because she was on so much Xanax. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was so. He's like, how many Xanax have you had? She's like, I don't know. I don't. No, <laughs> enough to go clubbing with my friends. I did like that he tried to turn around. Yeah, I did like that too. When he was flying the plane. Yep. He's like, the weather's too bad. We got to go back. Yeah. yeah. They didn't argue about it or anything. They just turned around and crashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, the weather was bad. The Cross of Coronado slipped through the cracks and into the ocean, but like, it's fine. Uh-huh. Ah, best weather. Only a penitent man may pass. <laughs> <laughs> On this island, island begins with an I. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's all islands. Uh I love The Last Crusade. (laughs) Me too. The Last Crusade is so fun. But he basically is like, 
hey, here's what's up. We are stranded. We Mm -hmm. have one flare. We have no radio or GPS. They will try to rescue us. But unless they get very lucky, they're probably not going to see us. But that's what we should like save this flare gun for. Yeah. And she's like, that's the sugar coated version. He's like, yeah, the bad news is we're probably going to die here. And she's just like, well, I want my $700 back. And at this point, I was like, money is meaningless in the (laughs) island world. What's wrong with you? That's what I was thinking, too. It's a good joke if she meant it as a joke. Yeah. If she meant it as a joke, I don't. Maybe he gives her back half of it. I liked his response to it. He gives her $300 in $100 bills and then rips one in half and gives her half. And he was like, I got you halfway there. So I'm keeping the other half. Which, (laughs) to be honest, I was like, yeah, he's kind of right about that. Yeah. (laughs) But also money is meaningless here. Whoever has the conscious king. Like, (laughs) I don't know what she's thinking. It's fucking island. What are you going to use that money for other than burning it? (laughs) Instead of Lord of the Flies, it's Lord of the Crashed. Mm, because he didn't fly <laughs> lord of the couldn't fly lord of the shouldn't fly really because he's had three crashes in like 20 years yeah it's bad um so she finds the life raft and is like oh we'll just row to the other island and he's like i don't know where we are so like we're just not gonna go out into the ocean and die that way this isn't the uss indianapolis yeah that would be incredibly dangerous if you couldn't like see where the island was. Well, like if you can see another island I get it. Like, we could get there because we can see it. Right. If you're just, like, going into the open ocean, that's a terrible idea. Yeah, 100% terrible. And she, they're, like, fighting over it. She accidentally inflates it, which traps her in the plane, which she would have suffocated almost immediately. Oh, yeah. This is the one thing I thought was actually pretty charming from her. He comes to the window and goes, are you going to calm down? And she goes, fuck you. And then he's like, is that a no? And then she struggles for a second and then flicks him off. I thought that was very funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very funny. We cut back to the resort where Ross gets a telephone call from her boss that's like, I'm Allison Janney and your wife is not here. And (laughs) he's like, what are you talking about? She left yesterday. So at that point, they basically start the air sea rescue. Yeah. We cut back to the island where Harrison Ford is making her haul drinking water. And she's like, you're looking at my butt. And he's like, no one's looking at your butt. We are just trying to find the conch. Like, don't worry about it. Well, they're actually just trying to find a fresh water source. That's why they're holding yep. jugs. Like, they don't have any water yet. They're going to try right. and find it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was looking at her butt. I mean, I was just looking at the jugs. <laughs> I'd rather look <laughs> yeah, at the jugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is obviously a butt person because of the other person he is with. Oh, Callista Flockhart? No. no. In in the movie, the other... Uh, oh, Callista sorry. Callista Flockhart does not have a butt. Also, I believe him and Callista Flockhart have the same age difference in real life as... It's probably not far off, but they've also been... They're still together and have been together for like 30 years at this point. Google it. I am. Yeah. I am. Uh, Anne Heche is currently 52 years old and Callista Flockhart is currently 57. So Callista is a little bit older than Anne Heche, but it's still a pretty big age gap. It's still, mm-hmm. t- it's 22 years for Callista Flockhart. It's like 26 years or something like that for um, Anne Heche. And you know what? They got together like right around this time. They did, yeah. This movie was his motivation. For <laughs> yeah, so they've been in a relationship since meeting at the Golden Globes in 2002. So they got together on 2002. They got engaged on Valentine's Day uh, 2009. They got married in on June 15th, 2010, and then they, they've adopted a son. So they don't have a biological son, but they did adopt a son. And this is, I mean, I, they're parents. 
Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they're in the literal jungle, which again, spiders. Right. But there are no spectres in this movie, so we don't see any spiders. No spectres. Uh, they <laughs> do come upon a wild pig who is so docile that it basically just kind of stands there and looks at them and they freak out around it. <laughs> I do love that it's like a farm ass pig. It's not like a wild boar that you would see. It's like a farm ass pig. Right. And they don't eat it. Like they haven't, like they kill right? peacocks Thank you. and they don't kill a pig. That surprised me a little bit. I'm not saying you should kill either but i've eaten pork i've never eaten peacock i have some fun facts about eating peacock we'll get to in a sec there was a lot more peacock than pigs in this movie that's true there is but also depending on what they have from the overstock from the hotel if they had enough salt they could have potentially cured some of that pig meat and kept it oh yeah like you could have kept that pig meat for months if you had salt you could start having the peacocks laying eggs you know what i'm saying like this could all be yeah it's called animal husbandry page and if you've ever played any sort of survival game, you'd know this. No, I play the actual survival <laughs> game of life. life. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she goes out into the water. She immediately wades out into water she did not investigate first and ends up with a snake down her pants. Yeah, it swims up her pant leg. And then Harrison yeah. Ford comes over and snake bangs it out of her. <laughs> <laughs> he grabs her by the hissy. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a snake. Exactly, Paige. <laughs> snake, snake. Exactly. He's hand solo. I, <laughs> I do love when he's like, "Why did it have to be snakes?" <laughs> oh my God, I snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? You're on your own, lady. <laughs> but honestly, she she could have done what Harrison Ford does here, and I understand that she may have been like frozen in fear or whatever. But all mm-hmm. he does is like reach into her pants, feel around for a bit, and throw a rubber snake. Right. Oh yeah. A very clearly rubber snake. Yeah, I love that part of it. I was like, oh. <laughs> Uh, it just reminded, <clears throat> it reminded me of uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure where he runs out of the pet store and he's just like, oh, <laughs> he's got handfuls <laughs> of rubber snakes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, he gets the snake out. But like while he's reaching down there, she for a second is just like, oh, and then was like, don't smile. I better not catch you smiling. And I'm like, bitch, not the time. Like, no. Yeah, I mean, he is potentially saving her crotch from a poisonous snake. Yeah. Now's not the time to give him notes. Right. Little to the left. Uh, So, (laughs) well, that kind of note you can give. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, be talkative. Let him know how to help you. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) We cut to her undressing. (laughs) She's like changing her clothes and she's like watching him through the bushes. And he ends up catching and cooking a peacock. Because he says that they taste like chicken. And then he's marinating it with maraschino cherries from the bar overstock. Hell right. yeah. And it actually, it looks pretty good. Uh, and I would totally eat peacock. I mean, in this situation, I would too. Like if it's the only meat we have to eat, I would eat Oh it. no, I'd eat one today. Like oh, if okay. one came close <laughs> enough to my car and I accidentally hit it, I'm taking that shit home. Like Hell yeah. Okay. Would you eat penguin? Mm-hmm. Ooh, probably no. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of penguins. I mean, there are a lot of them. I just don't think they would taste very good. I would try them. If somebody had like pre-made penguin meat, I'll try it. I'm all for animal cloning because I want to eat everything. <laughs> you, you hear that, would ladies? Be interested to know. <laughs> 
uh, that peacocks are said to taste like chicken okay. most of the time when people cook them because they are cooked and cookable. A lot of people do it. They usually brine them like turkey. They say it's a little bit gamier than chicken, uh, but it is very high in protein. So if you do find yourself on an island that has peacocks, eat that shit. That's your own personal wing stop. <laughs> do it. Peacock stop. Peacock stop. So they finally get to talking over this peacock and we find out that he basically was like a corporate dude and then gave up that life to come live a simpler way of life on the island. Um, they get drunk and go out and kind of hang out in the ocean for a sec and then they go to sleep and she goes to sleep in the plane and he falls asleep in this kind of lean-to that he's built. Um, she wakes up the next morning to the sound of a plane overhead. Yeah. She tries to wake him up to use the flare. He is passed out. It's stuck in his pants, so she has to, like, stick her hand down his pants. I thought for a second that the flare was going to go off in his pants, and I wanted that so badly for them, because that would have been hilarious. Same. Yeah. But she does get it loose. She trips over his feet and misfires, lighting a tree on fire. And they kind of do this, like, roll straddle thing. And he's like, you wasted our flare. And she's like, I was trying to signal the plane. And he's like, what plane? And she points out and he's like, that's a commercial airliner. They would have never seen that flare. Yeah, because it's like five miles in the air. <laughs> yeah. Going yeah, 600 yeah. miles an hour or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, way more than 600. Oh, that's what he says. Those are the lines of dialogue. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Don't quote this movie at me. <laughs> <laughs> that plane is chasing another plane and you're chasing that plane. But who's, who's chasing, chasing you? you? Pirates. Pirates. <laughs> yeah. uh, but she accuses him of being a bad pilot because she's flown with him twice and he's crashed half the time, which is kind of like his real life record too that's so. the same success rate that marriages have she's got sick burns but her delivery is off yes yeah yeah like it needed like more of a sarcastic tone like that he he uses a very sarcastic tone if she would have gone to that i could see their chemistry working a little bit like when he when she's like can you just put the landing gear back on he's like yeah i'll just glue it on I yeah. was like, that's hilarious. Well, and it's, <laughs> I think my frustration was like, her dialogue is written or at least delivered as if every single line is supposed to be a joke. Like, she's real smart, jokey joke. But there's not enough jokes for her. Like, she doesn't have a ton of jokes. And anytime she does, she just goes, ha ha ha, after it. And I'm just like, fucking stop. Quit <laughs> <laughs> laughing at your own shit. Nobody else is laughing at that shit. Knock it off. Anyway, so. We cut to the helicopter from Makatea that's going to go search for them. And Ross is real worried. And Ange Angelica is holding a crystal to her forehead. And she just says, wherever they are, he'll take good care of her. And he's like, what does that mean? In a very Ross type way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We cut back to the island where they're trying to reach the top of a peak by dark. It doesn't explain why yet, but there's an earthquake. They fall into an underground tunnel and then climb back up. Yeah. He picks a scorpion off of her and it's just this weird detour. <laughs> like... They're not like, hey, this might be a volcanic island because earthquake. No, there's no nothing. They're just like, that was weird. Let's keep going. <laughs> that was a weird romp down a very obvious slide. Let's walk yeah. back up the mountain again. <laughs> All right. Uh, and what we find out is that they're trying to find a beacon, like yes. a flight beacon. Well, they think it's a specific island that does have a flight beacon that they would yes. then turn off and then someone would come to fix it. Bada bing, rescued, right? Rescued. They right. think they're on Tamatanga. Tamatanga, that's it, yeah. Which is the one that would have a beacon. But they get to the top. There is no beacon because there is no peninsula because they're not on that island. Right. They might be on Matanui. 
and there's nothing on Matanui. So their option could be potentially to take the raft to Tamatanga, but they don't know how far Tamatanga is or and how direction. far south they are or in what direction. So uh, he walks into the bushes and swears a lot. <laughs> I thought this was ridiculous. I, I mean, I it laughed, but I was like, what is happening right now? Yeah, he comes back and she's like, please don't do that again. I need you to be my captain. And there's a part of me that's like, hey, no offense. You're both on the island. You now have assumed equal responsibility for helping each other survive. <laughs> He's no longer the captain. You are also here. <laughs> like, you are also an adult. You're going to have to work together. Yeah. None of this. He saves me forever kind of thing. So <laughs> anyway, they have binoculars and they do see that there's a boat that's basically stopping at the cove in the island that they're on so they basically rush down the hill they take turns rowing in their inflatable raft to try and get there and hope that the boat is still there by morning and as they do they kind of talk through like who's angelica you know what happened to his wife no she fell in love with his best friend he was in business with them they broke up. We get this whole story. And then she looks into the binoculars and says, oh, my God, there's two boats. So she hands him the binoculars <laughs> and he immediately sees a pirate murder, like a hardcore pirate murder, like wall to wall pirate murdering action. I, OK, so I love this because they're like they're rowing over to yeah. the boat. Right. And you see them, the binoculars and you see like a realistic length of like space between them yeah. and the boat through the binoculars. And then when they look through them and the guy gets shot, it's like a close up with a camera. Yes. Like, you would not be able to see it like this through binoculars. No. And he basically is like, okay, we got to go because it's pirates. And she says, pirates as in arg, which is kind of fun. But it's like, no, pirates as in I'm the captain now. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> yeah. run away. We have to go. <laughs> pirates with machine guns. Yeah. It's Danny Trejo and he's going to kill us all. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Trejo and Django Fett and That's all true. the clone troopers. <laughs> Danny Trejo and Django Fett. Dangerous. <laughs> and a third guy. And a third <laughs> So they start to try and row away, but she's kind of watching through the binoculars as they do. And somebody on the boat, I think it is uh, Jingo Fett, or the guy who plays Jingo Fett, who spots them. Yeah, it is. They then hop into a boat, which is a motorboat. Yeah. And they're trying to outrow a motorboat. <laughs> but like, Paige, you say it like that, but they do. There's no way they. <laughs> no, I know. This is I know. Impossible. But they do make it back to shore, or at least close enough that they can jump in and sort of run out of the water, which they do. Right. And then the boat like just beaches itself. Like they do not take any time, oh, yeah. like putting an anchor down or anything. They just like drive up onto the beach and then start chasing after them. And listen, right. if Django Fett and Daddy Trejo are coming after me, it's over. I'm just gonna give up. I'm just gonna be like, I loved your work in From Dusk Till Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Machete. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. So they run away and they run like through this kind of cove across the little like beach cliffs and they're hiding in the bushes. They manage to kind of get the drop on two of the guys where they kind of trip one and concuss another. Uh, and she's actually trying to fight too, which is like one of the first times that she takes like an active participant role. Yeah, which I, I sort of liked because she sort of saves him a little bit here with that. Uh, yeah, she's in it with like a tree branch, right? Right. I like the action sequences in the movie. Me too. Yeah. It's it very much a team effort to subdue the, the pirates, right? Right. But they are outnumbered. And so pirate number three puts a gun on them and yeah. they have to kind of try and talk their way out of it. Yeah. It's because no one goes for an AK-47, which I thought was 
a little bizarre. Of a I know. Yeah, he drops sh- it, and I'm like, pick it up and equalize shoot them. them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. honestly, if you shoot them, their boat's on the beach. Your problems are over. Yeah, you have a boat. Yeah. You have two boats. Yeah. Well, I assumed that there were more pirates in the big boat they came from, so you wouldn't necessarily want to go to that boat, but you could take the motorboat and motorboat your way home. <laughs> I'll motorboat my way home. <laughs> um, but like, I expect that kind of comment from Mikey Page. <laughs> Here's the thing, <laughs> Mikey, though. with the sound effect. Ugh. If those pirates don't come back to the boat, I think more pirates are going to end up ashore. Well, yeah, that's why you immediately get in the motorboat and fucking leave. Or that's why you hide out on the island and AK the rest of them, and oh, then take the I see big boat wherever you fucking want. Now it's your personal yacht, yeah, full of treasure. Yeah, it's probably a good plan too, Paige. I, I'd be here yeah. for that. We pillage, we plunder, make flame and ignite. Drink Hardy's <laughs> a hoe. Yeah. And clearly the pirates are not going to like come onto the beach like the pirates of Penzance, like being very quiet, creeping around. Right. Yeah. They're they're not going to be the captain of the ages pinafore. Right. No. You were thinking of Black Pearl where they're going to like walk on the seafloor and then come up <laughs> out of the. No, I was thinking with cat like tread upon our prey, we steal. <laughs> I love that song so much because the song is all about like how quietly they creep around, but they're singing it at like a 10. Like, yeah. And it's a song about mm-hmm. how quiet they are. I fucking love mm-hmm. Pirates of Penzance. I'm so sorry. I sat through it once and was like, I'm checking I out. don't need to sit through this again. <laughs> but Paige, there are like three songs from that movie that I love. I like watching Sideshow Bob sing them on <laughs> The Simpsons because there yeah. is a Simpsons episode yeah. where he's like, I'm going to kill you, Bart. And he's like, not until you sing me all the songs you know from Pirates of Penzance. And he like launches into it yeah and it's pretty great cat light tread is like one of my favorite songs of that thing oh my god are we still talking about kevin klein is amazing he's so good i'm so sorry i'll stop so uh they lead them through the jungle to their fake boat because they basically are like no we're jewelry designers you can have our treasure we just gotta get to our boat because they're about to kill harrison ford and she goes we have gold (laughs) (laughs) we have gold it's cursed gold You'll have to wander the seas for seven years on a ghost ship. I am Orlando Bloom. <laughs> she saves his life, though. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Her yeah. quick thinking does save their lives. It's the first time he looks at her like she's useful. That's true. So they kind of lead them on this goose chase. They end up at the end of edge of a cliff, and they're like, oh, my God, what do we do? And he's like, we got to jump, and that jump would fully kill you. <laughs> this is a impossible cliff jump. It is a pretty badass jump. Like, it's at least six. 60 feet like it's it's a big cliff 60 feet to water yeah which is basically cemented that height <laughs> like they they are mangled bones and drowning at best i mean they at least had stunt doubles do it so i do think it's probably like you probably could do it but you probably have to do it at like a perfect technique it's not a continuous shot todd no it is no well because like we also don't know the angle at which they're going the cliff that they are looking down from yeah may not be the same one we see the jump from. that is true you're right but people have fallen off like the golden gate bridge and survived like one guy I know. So it's like possible, but not very likely. Well, and he survives only long enough for emergency services to get to him. But you cliff diving is a thing, guys. It is, but it's not that high. And it's into still water typically or off a waterfall where it's kind of helping you a bit. This is the current alone. 60 feet. 
you could you could live if it was deep enough. Sixty feet is straight up just a guess, though. Like I have no idea. Yeah, like exactly. I, I have no idea. But this is the first time that Harrison Ford kisses her. Right. He like kisses her on the mouth and then shoves her. He, so he kisses her and then murders her. Really, if this is what. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she she doesn't get the chance to like dive. Right. Anyway, he jumps after her. They survive it miraculously. Right. Unscathed. And the pirates run to see if they've, you know, if they can see them on the shore. They don't see them. They run away. So meanwhile, back at the resort, Ross is super sad. Yeah. And he's like, I loved her. And Angelica's like, I don't think men know what love is. They tell me they love me all the time. But and he's like, well, maybe they do. And she's like, no, no, I don't think they do. And I was just like, Angelica understands life and society. She understands her place in the world where she's just like, I'm hot and I get to basically do what I want. And men are stupid. And I'm just like, yes, Angelica. <laughs> She's not wrong about any of those things. Girl boss. <laughs> so meanwhile, back in the ocean, they make it. They end up on the beach, beach kissing. And in my notes, I just have, this is like Stockholm syndrome or trauma bonding, I think. Yeah, like, it very much is trauma bonding. Yeah. But they get up, they run back to where they left the pirates and they don't see anyone around, but they decide that they can't go back to their camp because the plane is too easy to spot. So they kind of make their way through the jungle and they find a World War II plane in a tree. And this is the one funny line that Anne Heche has that she actually like delivers well in this movie where she just says, this is not a good island for airplanes. (laughs) 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 She's right. But they decide that that's a safe place to spend the night. Meanwhile, back at the resort, Ross walks Angelica home. And this is where she's like, I might be too drunk to join the search at 6 a.m. What, what? (laughs) So at this point, they've been one, two, three. They've been on the island for three days. Okay. And then she that not counting the night they first crash landed. So like. It's like four days. So she's been gone for four days. Okay. That's all you need. Uh, I would have probably waited a bit longer. (laughs) But. Anyway, she is like, I know you're probably thinking I'm slutty, but do you want to stay here tonight? And he's like, ah, and she's like, I'm feeling bad. You're feeling bad. I'm asking you to stay. Do you want to stay? And he's like, huh? And then she just like boobs. And he's like, no, I seem to be leaving the room. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very funny thing to say. I thought it was hilarious too. Yeah. So we cut back to the island where they're eating breadfruit, which is not bread and also kind of not fruit. And Harrison Ford says, I want to kiss you. And he says, I really liked kissing you. And she says, I liked kissing you too. But if I start, I'm not going to be able to stop. Dang, that's a good line. Yeah. He's like, about that though. And she's just like, I can't. And I was at home being like, you can. It's the Outlander <laughs> paradox. Like, you can fully do it. Uh, but anyway, they decide to get some sleep and he kind of like pulls her in and they like cuddle sleep because yeah. it feels good and safe. And as they fall asleep, he looks up at the plane. She wakes up to a part of the plane falling near her. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I've got a plan. And she's like, anything I can do to help? And essentially what he's going to do is take the like C sections of the plane in the tree and tie them using bamboo and hope to his plane on the (laughs) beach and make his plane into a seaplane is essentially what he's doing. Yeah. He's putting like the pontoons. I don't know what they're called, but those like long things that float, right? 
You've seen yeah, them on seaplanes. You know what we're talking about. Yeah, the the bananas at the bottom. Yeah, you've seen ducktails. You know what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> tailspin that you're thinking of, but sure. Oh yes. yeah, tailspin. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we cut to the next morning, and someone comes to wake up Angelica to be like, "Hey, we're about to go search for your dead boyfriend," and she's like, "Oh yeah, just give me a second. and then turns to David Schwimmer's like, "Are we going?" And he's like, "Oh God, no! What did I do?" <laughs> like instant regret. Yeah. Although he doesn't really seem like he regrets it. He seems like he knows he's supposed to, but he doesn't really seem like he regrets it. He he hates that he did it, but not not that he did it. You know right? what I mean? Been there, Ross. He hates that he's the one who did it, but he doesn't hate that it happened. I, right. I don't know. Sure. My favorite is she's like, hey, don't worry about it. Like, we're both going through something terrible. Yeah. It's fine. We, we've we bonded through something terrible. Everyone has sex after a funeral. And he's like, not everybody. No. <laughs> she's like, no, everyone. <laughs> like, this is funeral sex. It's like the normal thing. Anyway, we cut back to the island where they river raft down to their plane using the bananas from the bottom of a sea boat. Right. Which he ends up like strapping it to his neck and then like, well, and I guess they kind of go through like the river part first. And this is where she finds out how old he is. And he's over 50. Yeah. And she says that he still looks good. But then they get to the rapids and he's strapped it around his neck like a weird strangle canoe. And it's just, he like tumbles his way down the rafts and is like, your turn. And she's just like, Duh. we cut back to the resort where they're at breakfast and Ross is just having like an existential crisis. And they come over and they're like, hey, uh, we're not going to search for your wife anymore. Fiance. Uh, but yeah, sorry. Yeah. Fiance. And he's like. Oh, no. And he feels terrible because I think in his mind, he's like, I should have been mourning her and I was having sex with this hot lady and like, oh, no. Yeah. But again, I feel like he's just doing what he thinks he's supposed to be doing, not what he's actually feeling, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So back on the beach, they make the plane into a seaplane by building a giant pulley system out of bamboo. Time out. If they called off the search, I would immediately have sex again. <laughs> They're at breakfast and he's like, "Oh, they called the search. Hey, do you want to go back to your room?" I would be very upset. I mean, within the Outlander paradox, that is fair. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I I would have waited till they called the search off. Once they called the search off, I would have been like, "I'm sad. Can I cry into your boobs?" Like, you know, that <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, they're, you know, like what's his face? The the professor on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> They're like coconutting and bambooing this plane together. Well, they also have a shitload of rope. Yeah, a convenient amount of rope. Yeah. And they're like building it together. And they're just like, yeah, survive plane. Yes. And so they're like tying these legs on. I'm like, these are not going to stay. Uh, but they managed <laughs> to make it into a seaplane just as the pirates show up again. And yes. now they have mortars. Like, yeah. Like they pirated a military boat and we're just like, miss us, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But they are firing mortars at them. Like, yeah, they just start shelling the beach. Yeah, cannons. I love it. Yeah. One of them barely misses Harrison Ford and he sits up and he's very blood. Just like he's hit in the chest. Yeah. I mean, with probably shrapnel because the the mortar shell missed, but he got hit with something. It was actually it hit. And then one of the peacock bones flew into his chest. (laughs) Damn you, bird of the sea. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, they get in the plane. Now, I'm not a seaplane expert. I could be wrong. Uh, I thought that a seaplane had to like be in the water to take off. 
I mean, they do fly into the water. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, don't know yeah. any about this. I, I know it, it could push them. I, in my mind, it was like halfway in the water, and then it just kind of like went in. Well, they yeah. do dig trenches for the floats that are under the plane. Uh, so right. in my mind, the water was high enough that it was like they were able to move. I don't understand how they attached the pontoons to the to the plane. Well, they show it. It's all bamboo and dreams. Yeah. I know they show it quotes Todd but I'm just like (laughs) that plane's fucking heavy I mean they basically use the same method most people use to attach Christmas trees to the top of their car to get them home (laughs) like like that's about what they do yeah Um, but they do take off they manage to get airborne they almost narrowly miss the boat with pirates but they uh, the pirates fire up at them they miss so the mortar just comes straight back down and destroys their boat. Oh man, I looked over at Natalie when that happened, and I was like, "Did that just happen?" Because that did. shit's ridiculous. That's cartoon level dumb. It yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Is this the Animaniacs? Like, what is happening right now?" <laughs> Here for it. <laughs> I mean, I laughed, Mikey. I, I wasn't mad about it. I was just like, "Wow, okay." Yeah. I like this movie because it's like just really warm and fuzzy. <laughs> Mikey's like, "No notes." <laughs> no no notes. notes. Perfect film. <laughs> I'm gonna take pilot lessons. Don't ask questions. It's this fine. film knows what it is, and it just goes for it. Yeah, it leans into it. Yep. They're like, the audience doesn't want real tension. Have that boat blow up now. <laughs> so they're airborne, and he's like, "Hey, I gotta tell you how to land a plane because I'm definitely gonna be unconscious when we get there." And she's just like, "Okay." So he like talks her through landing a plane. We cut back to the island where they're having a funeral for them on the beach. Yeah. And Ross like loses his mind in the middle of it. That seems too soon for a funeral. Like her family hasn't even got to the island yet. Yeah. Or possibly been notified. Like we don't know what's going on with all that. She was an orphan birthed out of like an excess of midichlorians. So she like doesn't have family. (laughs) My mom, uh, she wants me to marry an orphan so we could do all the holidays at my mom's house. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Mary, if you got a cool family that does cool holiday shit, find someone that has very few family members. Anyway, so as the funeral is happening, a plane approaches the beach and they recognize the plane. So she manages to land it and... Well, she crashes it. Like, she barely makes it. uh, And it does crash sort of right on the shore. Like, it's still in the water. Yeah, but she's like one for one for all of her landings, (laughs) which is better than Harrison Ford is doing. That is true. I mean, better than Harrison Ford in this movie and in real life. And in real life. (laughs) (laughs) But it's close enough to the beach that the people who were attending the quote-unquote funeral come out and, like, save them, right? Right. So they get, you know, medical attention for everybody but as they're kind of pulling them out of the plane separately there's this moment where they're just like oh i'll miss you island fuck buddy and (laughs) they go off to their separate we've all been there have we i'm confident that mikey has you guys never had a vacation boyfriend or girlfriend no because i've always vacationed with my family mostly me too Paige. (laughs) <laughs> but I was, I'm like, I got to wander off now. Oh, okay. I'm very grateful that you wandered off and found someone who you weren't related to, to be your uh, vacation boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. For a hot second, I thought this was going to be a mom is my vacation girlfriend. And I was going <laughs> to no. be like, oh no. He did admit to taking his mother on dates. Licking the beaters is one thing and this is entirely <laughs> different. Paige, he is the oldest child. So by right, that's what he said. Uh, I I will say, so the last time I was on vacation with someone who was not my husband, it was my family, but I was still fairly young. 
like like I was yeah. maybe early 20s like I could just barely drink and I didn't have my own car on the island like I was just you're there with them and then in between that and then me meeting Jake and us vacationing together I went on a couple like girls trips but only like a day or two to Vegas or whatever like nothing vacationy enough to like really go off and have a vacation boyfriend I've hooked up on family vacations when I've met a girl down there I mean with non-family members yeah I hate y'all. I'm just clarifying for the listeners. Yeah. Yes, of course, a non-family person. That's fucking disgusting. I mean, hey, I'm just saying there are billboards that say she's your daughter, not a date. So we got to set like we got to clarify. Yeah, I'm doing this as a friend for you. You meet a girl on the beach. You like go for a walk. You're like, it's very like my father, the hero, right? You go on a vacation with your family and then you sort of find someone that you crush on and you date for a week while you're on vacation and then you never see again. Like Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Sure. This movie made me want to watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Where yeah. I was like, that that's a, ho- a Hawaiian resort movie that I really like. And they don't try and hide the fact that they're just in Hawaii. Yeah. I love that movie. It's, it's a good movie, yeah. Anyway, so they get him to a doctor. They get her back to the hotel. And she... Like Ross is kind of like, oh, my God, I was so worried. And and we're just people under pressure. People do things. But he doesn't quite admit to it yet. No, he does not. She goes to visit Quinn in the hospital and is like, hey, so what are we going to do about this? About like us was what happened on that island anything? And I was like, it was trauma bonding. But like, (laughs) I believe in us. And I'm like, why? I mean, but they do very much like admit to each other. Like it's something more than just trauma bonding, which it's not. But whatever. They do say that. And then but he's like, but you live in New York. I live here. I have no desire to go there and be there with you. And you're not going to want to give up everything to be here with me. So let's just leave it like it is, which is like the right way to handle this situation. Yeah, that's a pretty rational way to handle it to be honest yeah hags have a great summer (laughs) yeah and one (laughs) of those things that harrison ford should have said should have been like i'm old enough to be your dad so like let's not do this he does mention the age thing a little bit but he's basically like you need somebody fresher yeah yeah and that's that's what he says you're right he he does it politely yeah Yeah. shouldn't i be the one to decide and which she should that's fair both people get to decide that's how relationships work yeah so she leaves uh, we cut to the airport. She's flying home with David Schwimmer, who, uh, oh, in my nose, is just, oh my God, his name is Frank also. This is the Outlander paradox. <laughs> uh, so she and Ross are sitting there and she's like, I don't think we should get married because clearly there's something hanging over it. And she's about to confess what happened with Quinn. Yes. And he pr- like beats her to it and confesses with Angelica. And she's just like, yeah, don't worry about it. Here's the ring. Yeah, which I think is the right way to handle that. Like, I think she doesn't want to get married because she has feelings for somebody else. And she's yeah. like, that's probably not a great sign. So the fact that he cheated, she's not really mad about it. Doesn't seem like he's she's like, no, you thought I was dead. Like, that's fine. Whatever. I do think the the thing that he says is it, it wouldn't have happened if we were truly in love, I think is bullshit because, again, <laughs> they thought they were going to die. Right. People do weird shit. It's trauma. People do weird shit. Yeah. I think you could still be in love with someone and then also be like, but I'm going to die on this island. <laughs> like, they didn't yeah. even sleep together on the island. I know. They didn't. Did they ever sleep together in the movie? Not no. that we see. No. They talk about it at the in the last scene, but they do not have sex in the movie. Yeah. So it looks like she's going to get on the plane, but she's also second guessing. He gets to the airport dressed like as a dad, like the most dad outfit. And he's like polo shirt, khakis tucked in uh, like 
pleated khakis. Like it's bad. Oh yeah, those pleats have pleats. Ugh. <laughs> uh, but so he on the tarmac finds her with her luggage where they've she's basically gotten off the plane she has her luggage yeah and he's like i decided my life is too simple i want to complicate the hell out of it i like that line i do too me too because it references the conversation before where he was like yeah i don't want a complicated life that whole thing so i thought it was a very good line yeah yeah um but they decide that they're gonna go back to his shack on the beach and she's like you have a bed right and he's like are you gonna be this fussy about everything and, and that's, that's the, movie. the movie. So having seen this movie and having talked about this movie, what did you guys think about Six Days, Seven Nights? Uh, <laughs> it was all right. It was enjoyable enough for the time. I don't think I'm going to break it out and watch it again on a regular basis. Yeah, me either. I, although I didn't hate watching it, but this is not one of those movies that I'll go back to and or force yeah. someone to watch because I think it's like that level of bonkers that you do sometimes. Right. It's it's a fine, passable 90s rom-com. Right. I'll watch it again in another 20 years. There you go. <laughs> when Harrison Ford has crashed six planes. <laughs> How is he still flying? He's 100 years old. <laughs> I thought it would be a funny movie to talk about. It was. was you were right. right. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. You were right. Do you think they're still together? Uh, okay. I have a whole story about do you think they're still together? Okay. okay. I think they're not together. But I also think they were like, let's never wear protection because you wanted kids. She gets knocked up. They are in each other's lives because they were idiots. <laughs> but maybe he got what he wanted. He wanted a kid. I don't think they're going to like work out, work out. But I do think they have a kid because it feels like that's an impulsive step they would take immediately on that island. Wow, Mikey, you really connected to Harrison Ford's character. So like in your <laughs> mind, Harrison Ford like plants meth on her and she gets arrested <laughs> so he gets full custody. No, no, no. I oh, think he okay. tries to work it out. So he doesn't yeah. do a full Mikey is what you're saying. I definitely think, though, that they like <laughs> for like six months or like a year, whatever the time they're trying to work out their trauma bond. They don't wear protection because he was like, I wanted a lot of kids. And she's like, I want to give them to you very impulsively. And then she gets pregnant. Are they like together together? I don't know. I definitely think that they are definitely co-parenting somewhere out there. I agree. I actually I think Mikey's assessment would be the same as mine. Yeah. If I learned anything from Speed and Speed 2, it's that trauma bonding doesn't work. And that's why Keanu Reeves is not in the sequel. So I assumed it just doesn't work out here either. So, no, I don't think they're still together. Uh, Speed 2 is not canon. <laughs> I mean, it exists, right? No. <laughs> that movie went under 55 miles per hour and yeah. exploded. <laughs> they make it. Okay. Is that a romantic comedy? Is that a com Speed? It's not. It's no, an action yeah. movie, but... You know, I think I think we can make it work. If we made Angus work, that was an accident. I apologize <laughs> and I apologize and I apologize. I loved Angus. You don't have to apologize. Well, it, it just opened the door for me to make you guys watch Dumplin' at some point when I feel like crying. Dumplin' is also a romantic comedy. Well, uh, good enough for us. It's our podcast. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> well, Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I do. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Old man, man fun, fun facts. facts. So. Let's get into some of the money fun facts. So island hopping. It's pretty common, even though they aren't necessarily chartering flights. Kind of, We kind of talked about the, this earlier right. in the movie where it's usually bigger flights. Uh, if you wanted to charter a private flight, it would be anywhere from two to 12,000, depending on the distance and the craft. So depending on which island you're going to. 
Now, it could get all the way up to like 100,000 if you were trying to charter from like like New York to Hawaii or like Los Angeles to Hawaii, depending on the size of the craft and how many people you're bringing with you. Anyway, I looked at what's just the cost for the normal flights island to island uh, from Tahiti to Bora Bora, which is kind of what the story is implying. It's about four to six hundred bucks round trip uh, from uh, Oahu to Kauai or Maui, depending on which part of the movie they're filming mostly Kauai. <laughs> uh, it's about a hundred bucks each way a little over 200 round trip on on most weeks uh hawaiian air does them yeah. southwest who bought hawaiian air does them like oh, okay they're super common and they mm. pretty much any island with a full airport does them for like under a hundred bucks each way uh now tamura morrison who uh, went on to play Jango Fett and Cliff Curtis, who's one of the other pirates, are actually speaking Maori in their roles as pirates because they are from New Zealand. Oh, cool. But they didn't know how to say some of the complex lines they were supposed to say, like gold, pirates. So they just ad-libbed random everyday stuff like what they were going to make for dinner that night, which is why they don't <laughs> subtitle. Them. That's amazing. Yep. Which actually, I did not know this. Tamura Morrison had written a book. And so that fun fact comes from his book, From Hakka to Hollywood, which I'm sure is actually a really interesting book, given the amount of like roles he's had and people he's played. So if you're yeah. interested, go read his book. Um, they mentioned this in the movie, uh, but it's also true of the plane that they used. Uh, but the plane that Quinn flies is the de Havilland Beaver. Harrison Ford is a licensed pilot, uh, air quotes, pilot. Uh, <laughs> and he actually owns a plane exactly like the one he flew in this movie but he had to go through several certifications for the insurance company to allow him not only to fly in the movie because he does fly in the movie but to be able to fly with cast members in the plane so because he is actually flying them he actually has his personal toolbox in the plane he has to by law so you can actually see stickers on it that say Harris oh, in really? the back. So you can tell that it's like his kit. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so I mentioned that it is Kauai. And so this is where they filmed King Kong, Tropic Thunder, pretty much every island movie ever. <laughs> At her audition, Anne Heche told Harrison Ford that Star Wars A New Hope was the first movie she ever saw. <laughs> it makes that it makes that age difference a little dark um, you know, 20 years from now someone's be like this is the first podcast i ever listened to <laughs> well i feel that way every time somebody's like i wasn't even alive when all these movies came out and i'm like damn at least i was alive like shit anyway <laughs> let's get into some of the the hoopla around Anne Heche being in this movie so yeah this film was intended to make Anne Heche who was unknown at the time uh aside from she was on soap uh soap operas well volcano comes out like the same year what do you mean the movie volcano with with uh with tommy lee jones and, and anne Heche, where yes. the volcano comes out of la like this is her year 99 is like her year 98 98 specifically uh -oh. and she had already filmed those but they hadn't come out yet uh, um she was also in the remake of psycho this year she was but she dies like five minutes into it so like she plays the yeah. first lady who gets mm -hmm. killed yeah but so she was supposed to be the new it girl so she was uh verbally cast but she hadn't signed and she made a red carpet appearance before it was finalized with ellen degeneres who she was dating at the time and of course unfortunately this is 1997 when this is happening right and the world is terrible at the time yeah. and so well, still is still yeah. is uh 
But the studio was like, well, how can we have her as a romantic, like a straight romantic lead then? And I'm like, acting. But, yeah. you know, whatever. Call Hallmark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Call Hallmark. See how they do it for all their male leads. Uh, so <laughs> they try to fire her. And Harrison Ford actually uses his influence to get her hired back onto the movie. Now, here's the thing. I don't think she's particularly good in this movie. But I do admire Harrison Ford being like, that's a bullshit reason for them to fire you. You get to stay on this movie. That's great. I actually did see a quote where she said that Harrison Ford was one of her heroes. She said that yeah. pretty recently, though. Well, Harrison Ford's like a pretty much like gives no fucks kind of dude. I bet he yeah. would have walked if they didn't do what he said. He threatened to. Yeah. And, and, mm -hmm. and that's why she gets hired back onto this movie. But... By then, the damage to her, her career at the time was already done. That's so shitty, man. It's super shitty. After that year, she's never gotten another starring role in a feature film. Now, however, I don't think she's that great in this. I've never really seen something that I was like, she's amazing in. So maybe she was never going to be that it girl. Sure. But regardless, this definitely doesn't... This nail in the coffin, basically. Yeah. Um. So... When trying to promote the film, Harrison Ford goes on David Letterman, and this is now like 98, and he basically talks about how, you know, his character falls in love with Anne Heche, and David Letterman goes, well, you got your work cut out for you there, <laughs> because it was like the Ugh. new story at the time. So he actually, Harrison Ford, was involved in casting and actually picked her to be his co-star over this giant list of people. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow, Julia Roberts, Meg Ryan, Uma Thurman, Kristen Scott, Elizabeth Hurley, uh, Kristen Scott Thomas, sorry, uh, Minnie Driver, Cameron Diaz, and Melanie Griffith. Wow. So like, That's like everyone who was someone at that time. Everyone, but also I want to think, like, think about if Julia Roberts or Meg Ryan had been in this movie. Meg Ryan would have been Meg Ryan would have fucking killed it. She would have been amazing. And I think probably more age appropriate, too. Uh, a little uh, bit closer. Yeah, like Calista Flockhart age appropriate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Meg Ryan is 60, so she's a little bit older than Calista. I mean, it's still pretty bad. That's still a 19-year difference instead of, like, what, 26? Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, but I, Meg Ryan would have been great in it. But it's basically the be it's the better Joe versus the volcano. <laughs> She's kind of already reading this movie. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Margot Robbie, who is a huge Harrison Ford fan, has actually said that this is her favorite Harrison Ford movie. And I'm like, oh, wow. I could see that. It's her fantasy. <laughs> I think you're right, though. But honestly, mine is much more Indiana Jones. Like, oh, yeah. 100%. I'll be real. I was I was a young girl watching a lot of Indiana Jones during secu sexually formative times. It's Indiana Jones for me. Like, 100%. I get Not it. This. Yeah. Is he my ideal version of masculinity? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean. Same page. There's a lot I of watching of Indiana Jones. And I was like, I need to be that guy. Yeah. And then The Mummy came out and I was just like, Brandon Fraser. Anyway, so kind of a weird fun fact. Uh, Anne Heche wears the same dress that Elaine Hendricks wears in The Parent Trap, which came out the same year. It's literally the same piece of costume. <laughs> really? Like, oh, that's yeah, crazy. That's well, because Touchstone yeah. is Disney, so it was like in their vaults. <laughs> so they end up both wearing it. Uh, Harrison Ford also pronounces nuclear as nuclear, uh, like Presidents Dwight D. Eisenhower and W. Yep. Uh, but he has also done it not just in this movie, but also in Indiana Jones and the one that doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> I don't know what film you're talking about. No, no clue. Definitely not one that inspired Crystal Skull Vodka. Uh, anyway, so 
Let's get into Anne Heche around this time a little bit more. So she almost gets fired, but she does get to make the movie. Uh, she is in a couple movies right around this time uh, because she's in I Know What You Did Last Summer and Donnie Brasco and Volcano all in 1997. Right. And then she's in Psycho, the remake of Psycho, but only for like five minutes. With Vince Vaughn, right? Yes. Is Vince isn't Vaughn Psycho, in Psycho? Isn't Vince Vaughn Norman Bates in Psycho? The 90s were a weird time. Also great. Wow. Vince Vaughn was Norman Bates. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a that's a really odd film. I've never seen it, so I wouldn't know. Because it's basically like a shot for shot remake. Remake of the original. Yeah. Okay. So she does all of those movies, 1997, 1998. Everyone thinks she's going to be the new It Girl. She shows up on the red carpet with Ellen, who had just come out, by the way. This is like new. Yeah. Uh, the world can't handle it because we're, we're dumb. But also, uh, I don't know if you know, Ellen's kind of not a great person sometimes yeah. i have known people who've worked for her she's kind of controlling and evil and borderline abusive to people um, i've heard that in the news where she well, lost yeah, her I mean, show she yeah she got <laughs> a lot of trouble recently <laughs> and for then that. just yeah. decided she wasn't gonna lose her show <laughs> like she just recently was like yeah i don't think i'm gonna quit so they dated for about three years and during that time this is when the marriage equality conversation is starting to happen and they're trying to get a civil union in Vermont. They don't end up getting one. They end up breaking up in August of 2000. So they only date for about three years. And every other relationship Anne Heche has had before or since has been with men. So I would say bye, I would say. Yeah. Uh, she does not really comment on it. But right after she breaks up with, with Ellen, she was found wandering confused near Fresno, California, where strangers found her on her on their doorstep and she told them that she was god and she was going to take everyone back to heaven with her in some sort of spaceship uh and it is widely believed that she was upset post breakup and maybe took some substances yeah or had some sort of break uh regardless she abandoned her suv about a mile from where she was found she was taken to a nearby hospital and then days later flew to toronto to direct another movie so <laughs> oh Busy schedule. I get it. Yeah. That sounds yeah. more like substances then. Yeah. Yes. So there's this whole thing of like, she does all these movies. It's not timed great with info about her and Ellen. And so that kind of puts a bit of a pause on her career. And then this happens and she becomes almost uninsurable as an actress for a while. Not forever. She has gone on to do other things since. Yeah. She's been in stuff recently. She's like, she's TV still and stuff recently. Yeah. She's still out there, but she's never had a starring role since. So instead she she kind of pivots and ends up directing and screenwriting a ton of stuff. Huh. So like she ends up having a really interesting career, but this movie is definitely kind of a weird turning point where Hollywood just decides that she's not leading lady material overnight. And it's kind of fucked up, but I also don't think she was great in this movie. <laughs> I definitely would watch a documentary or a film about her life. It seems interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. The same way they did with Janet Jackson. I would a hundred percent watch that documentary. Yeah. And those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those, those fun, fun facts. facts that was surprisingly interesting about Hand Hayes. Yeah, yeah I, was I like, know. Oh, I would watch this. I fell down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Let's talk some box office. So what do you think the production budget for Six Days and Seven Nights was? I Big. mean, I think this is kind of like those Adam Sandler movies where he basically builds them around a vacation for his family. Yeah. So I'm going to say that this cost at least 20 mil. Okay. I'm going to say 30. Okay. Remember um, that this is a 1998, right? 97 when they were making it. Yeah, yeah probably. Right. So uh, the budget for this movie was $80 million. 
Holy oh. shit. Oh, oh, I mean, I mean, I would assume that 20 million is Harrison Ford right there. Probably. If you adjust for inflation, that is 138.5 million dollars. Right? That is That's so insane. much money. Swimmer probably got a lot of money too. Yeah, because this is the height of friends. I bet the least known main character was Anne Heche out of the top three. Yeah, she it's, yeah. She probably got the least amount of money too. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So this movie hit theaters. On June 12th, 1998, it was number two in the box office. It was beat by The Truman Show, and it was The Truman Show's second week out, but The Truman Show is a tour de force, Fucking right? Good. Yeah. So uh, yes. it was number one that week. Six Days, Seven Nights was number two. A Perfect Murder was number three. Can't Hardly Wait was number four. Also a great movie. Yep. And Godzilla was number five. Oh, that movie's terrible. With Matthew okay, Broderick. I was obsessed yes. with that movie as a kid, oh. though. I fucking loved that Godzilla movie. <laughs> when they go into Madison Square Garden and there's all the eggs. All oh, the eggs. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's I like Alien. It. Fun fact about that movie, worldwide it made $376 million. That's Godzilla, by the way. My favorite thing about that movie is Jean Reno just being like, if you chew gum, you look American. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only part of that movie I remember. He's one of my top five favorite French actors, by the way. Um, okay, so <laughs> so six days, seven nights. What do you think it made in its first weekend out? And that was the weekend of June twelfth. Not eighty million, I'll tell you that. I would say twenty million. <laughs> I think that's generous. I think it made twelve. You guys are on either side of it. It made sixteen point four million dollars. Yeah, that's so much money for a romantic comedy. Well, and, and there was buzz behind it because I think everyone, and this is going to sound terrible, uh, because of what had happened in the media, I think everyone just goes, was like, we're going to go see Harrison Ford try to like turn a lesbian. And you're just like, that's, you're terrible. You're a terrible person. I mean, I'm sure people said that at the time, but that, that is terrible. Um, yeah. So what do you think it went on to make domestically at the box office? I think we're looking at 60 at best. Okay. I'm going to say 70. Mikey's closer. It's $74.3 million domestically. Now, internationally, it does better. It did $90.4 million internationally. And I wonder if that's because the views of someone who's gay at that time were probably better in a lot of international markets than they are here. Or they didn't know. Yeah, probably. Potentially. But either way, worldwide, it made a little bit more than double its budget, $164.8 million. Okay, so it made money. Yeah. Which is weird, but okay. <laughs> but if you factor in how much they spent on like marketing this movie, they probably didn't make mm -hmm. much money at all. They probably didn't make a yeah. little bit, but not much. Yeah, because they over-marketed it because they thought they were doing damage control. Yep. Yeah. But that is your box office. Mm -hmm. So this week, Mikey, you made us watch Six Days, Seven Nights. Paige, it is your turn next week. So what are you it's making us watch? Turn. It is still winter. Yes, it's very much. It's cold as shit in my house. Yeah, absolutely. You know how L.A. gets those cold, cold winters. It's a common thing there. <laughs> no, I mean, A, it has been like 30 degrees for like a week and a half and none of our apartments have insulation because we're used to 80 degree nonsense. Right. So it is fucking freezing. <laughs> Yeah, it's Inside been, it's been warmer in Nashville than it has been in L.A. for like two weeks. Yeah, we don't have a heater, man. We're just working on like space heaters over here. I'm, I'm wearing multiple pairs of pants and socks. It's a lot. I'm glad I could convert you to the side of layers. <laughs> yeah. It's 70 degrees here, Todd. You don't need to be wearing all that. Yeah, it's 70 degrees here and I'm wearing a hoodie. Anyway, so it is still <laughs> it's still winter. Yes. It's still time for coziness and hot chocolate. So we're going to be watching while you were sleeping. Oh, wow. Ooh. Okay. But I know vaguely it's about sandra bullock saying she's engaged to someone who she just found passed out who in the has subway. amnesia yes okay. uh 
I was obsessed with this as a child. It was one of my favorite movies when I was like 12. Um, okay. So I have not watched it since. Oh, we'll see how it holds up. I'm sure it's not going to hold up great. I don't think I've ever seen this. Wow. It's like okay. prime Sandy B. I'm ready for it. She's so charming. She is. She really is. So your homework for next week is to watch while you were sleeping. Mm-hmm. How about this? If we casted Six Days, Seven Nights now with Paul Rudd, it would be like Zendaya as the female lead. Oh, oh no. I, ju- oh. I just saw Spider-Man and she was great in it. But that would be the age gap. I don't like that at all. Uh, because he's 52 yeah. and she's 25. I mean, I don't like it either. He looks like an ageless, pristine porcelain statue, though. Yeah. Like his 52 looks a lot better than anyone else's 52. His 52 looks better than most people's 43. His his 52 looks better than my 34. Let's be real. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. So, Mike, do you have a review for us to read? Ooh. That's definitely a no. So while you're looking up a review, let me tell them how they can have their review run on the podcast. And that is to leave us a five star text review and we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review you're going to read this week? Historical Insomniac. Okay, so what does Historical Insomniac say? Happily Ever After is the title of their review. Oh, I like that. This threesome has made so much coffee (laughs) go up or down the wrong pipe. Oh, what are you doing with your coffee? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. You shouldn't drink it with a straw. There should be a medical warning in the beginning of each episode after the ads. I will say this again, and I've said this, it may be in a horror version episode, but if we can get the Surgeon General of the United States to record a like disclaimer at the beginning of our episodes, I'd be on board for that. Yeah, I'm sure they're not busy with all the other stuff. What are you like talking about? <laughs> yeah. I subscribe to horror versions, <laughs> and it's just as great. I like how they made it plural. I like how they said horror yeah. virgins. Yeah. <laughs> I like that too. Thanks for helping us all through COVID fog. Five stars. Well, Historical Insomniac, you are welcome. And thank you so much for listening and leaving a five-star review. We appreciate it. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts. Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at rampage wesley everywhere including tiktok except for twitter where she is at page wesley mikey is at m randolph 24 and i am at todd j awesome everywhere and guys we got a p.o box so if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a p.o box it's actually not a p.o box it's like a regular street address it's pretty awesome it's 6688 nolensville road number 108-34 brentwood tennessee 37027 so send us some stuff yeah and that's gonna be it for us you guys i'm Paige. i'm mikey and i'm todd and you complete us to completion to complaination (laughs) (laughs) i want to overcomplicate my life (laughs) (laughs) bye never get in a plane with Harrison Ford nerds nerds